Hello, my Say It With Love family. I am your host, Janelle Elise, and I am so excited that you took the time out to join me yet again. Today's episode is dedicated to the ladies, but to the men that are listening, stay tuned, stay tuned, don't go anywhere, because you might be able to learn something that you can share with one of the beautiful women in your life. Today, we're going to do things a little differently. We're going to read the story of Adam and Eve, and after we're done, we're going to talk about Eve's life, specifically how it relates to us today. And I know a lot of us have already read or heard the story of Adam and Eve, but God's word is alive and active. So it's always good to go back and reread to refresh yourself on things that you might need to know in this season of your life. Today, I'll be reading chapter two and three of Genesis from the NIV Bible. So feel free to read along with me or just listen as I read it to you. Genesis chapter two. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Now no shrub had yet appeared on the earth and no plant had yet sprung up. For the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth and there was no one to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river watering the garden flowed from Eden. From there it was separated into four headwaters. The name of the first is the Pishon. It winds through the entire land of Havilah, where there is gold. The gold of the land is good. Aromatic resin and onyx are also there. The name of the second river is the Gihon. It winds through the entire land of Cush. The name of the third river is the Tigris. It runs along the east side of Asher. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will surely die. The Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united with his wife, 
and they become one flesh. Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. Genesis 3, The Fall Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees in the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden. Now I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, the woman you put here, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So the Lord said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. To the woman, he said, I will make your pains and childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. To Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Since from it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you will return. Adam named his wife Eve because she would become the mother of all living. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. And the Lord God said, the man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword, flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. Man, now that I'm older, I get such a better revelation of what that story really means. So as a recap, we see that Eve had the pleasure of life and life in abundance, but she chose to disobey God, which caused severe consequences. 
when I first read the story of Adam and Eve, I thought to myself, how dumb could she be? I didn't like Eve at all at first, but then I realized if I say I don't like Eve, I'm really saying I don't like myself because although Eve became the mother of all living, there was a time where Eve was just woman, a woman who God gave specific instructions to and she decided to disobey. God has given all of us specific instructions to follow. And like Eve, we have fallen short on multiple occasions. So God gave Eve the freedom to eat from any tree in the garden except the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But Eve let the curiosity of what she couldn't do blind her from all the things she could do. God gives us a lot of freedom, ladies, but he also gives us responsibility So there are things that we are responsible for doing, but there are also things that we have the pleasure of doing. Eve had the responsibility of being a helpmate to Adam, but she had the pleasure of sharing in dominion with him. Eve had the responsibility to follow God's commands, but she had the pleasure to live a life as close to God as one could possibly get. Ladies, I don't know about you, but for me, it's a pleasure to be in fellowship with God. But to be in fellowship with God, it means that we have to be in mutual cooperation in God's worship, God's work, and God's will being done in our midst. And what a terrible thing it is for God to want us to experience all the blessings he has for us, but we reject them by rejecting his commands. Why is it so easy to reject what God tells us to do? Why is it so easy for us to disobey? And I guess the answer to that is, I don't think we believe God as much as we say we do. And not that we don't believe in God, but somewhere may be a hint of disbelief in his word. Eve was physically with the Lord God, so of course she believed in him. But when it came time to stand firm on his word, she folded. Many times we ourselves fold when it comes to temptation. And if you truly believe and if you truly knew God's word, do you think the lies of the enemy would be able to move you? God's word is truth, not speculation and not possibility. Sometimes we don't understand God's reasoning, but that doesn't mean there isn't a reason for it. And if you don't understand something, what do you do? You ask. I often just wonder, what would happen if Eve would have just asked God again after being tempted? Is this right or wrong, Lord? Although God already told her, do not do this. Although sometimes God tells us, do not do this. Next time, if you know he told you don't do it, but you're still being tempted by it, just ask God. Lord, I just want to ask you again, is this right or wrong? And he's going to answer you and his answer is not going to change. But maybe you just need that confirmation again. Sometimes we admit asking God if something is right or wrong because we don't want to wait for the answer or we already know the answer. But we rather take matters into our own hands and deal with the repercussions later. But the scary part about that is you don't know the full extent of those repercussions until you do it. You may be able to weigh your options, but you'll never fully know the outcome of something until it happens. Even though Satan tried to get her to think otherwise, Eve knew God said, You must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. For in fact, she repeated it word for word to Satan. She wasn't ignorant in knowing truth. She knew it. 
And I know there has been times when I said I shouldn't be doing this. Then I go and do it anyway, because subconsciously, I feel the outcome won't be that detrimental. But just like Eve, the wages of sin is death. And the results of my actions could affect more than just me. And the results of your actions, ladies, could affect more than just you. So it's best that when we hear God's word, we obey it. And don't let outside voices manipulate what you know to be true. And as I said previously, ladies, it is such a pleasure to be a woman of God. It comes with so many beautiful blessings, but it also comes with great responsibility. But it's a responsibility that I know through Christ you are more than capable of taking on. Don't let anybody try to talk you out of your responsibility, talk you out of what you know you're supposed to do. Or on the contrary, don't let anybody talk you into doing something that you know you're not supposed to be doing. Stand firm in your faith and always set your eyes on Jesus because he is the way, the truth, and the life. You don't know which way to go? Follow Jesus. You don't know what is true, what is false? Turn to Jesus. And if you just need an extra breath of life, ask Jesus. (laughs) He'll give you everything. So ladies, let's close this episode out in prayer. And it's going to be a prayer that I hope will renew your strength today. Dear God, we come to you today and ask for repentance for any sin we have committed that has interrupted our fellowship with you. Being a woman is more than just being pretty. You have given us strict orders and commands to follow. We are soldiers in the army of Christ. You have called us to fight against temptation. And you have also told us in 1 Corinthians that you are faithful, God, and you will not let us be tempted beyond what we can bear. When we are tempted, you will also provide a way out so that we can endure it. I pray, God, that you give my sisters strength to endure. I pray you stay encouraged, ladies, and get excited. Get excited about your new life in Christ. For when we were made, we were made woman, but we were made woman with a purpose. Thank you, God, for all the women listening, and thank you for all the men that may be listening who want to share this with a woman in their life to encourage them. I thank you for all my brothers and sisters in Christ. I thank you for your children, dear Lord. May we all stand united and glorify your holy name. Thank you, God, and it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Ladies, I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you, and I'm proud of you all. And if you like this episode, I want you to come back next week for part two. See ya.